Hi, hello, hey. Oh, you beat me to it this time. <laughs> Be back, bitches. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> OMG. Okay, let's, let's do it again for good old times. And three. Hi, hello. Oh, look, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to count it down since we can't see each other. <laughs> right. We can't give each other those nonverbal cues. Three, two, one. Hi, hi. Hi. Ooh. She still ain't. She, she said three, two, one and gave me a whole extra second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to get it together. Let's go. Three, two, one. Hi. Hi. <laughs> We gonna, we gonna skip that part for this time. Oh, it ain't gonna work. And it took us a minute to say three letters. I, I mean, three words. It ain't gonna work. Look, I guess this is the blooper episode. Yeah, this is definitely the blooper. Well, well, well. As you can hear already, we're not together in this episode. We are in two different cities. On the phone. This is our first time doing an over-the-phone live feed, so bear with us. <laughs> we just wanted to make sure that we uh, stayed true to our word, that we checked in. I can't believe it's been three weeks. Three, three whole, whole weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> three whole weeks. Not half ones. Three whole weeks. Three whole weeks. We've been uh, attempting to relax some. Um, I got a son who graduated, so I've been trying to get him all good with college. Graduated from high school, trying to get him all good with heading off to college. I took a vacation, which I hadn't taken in six months, a long time, but I took a little vacation. <laughs> so most people are like, girls, I, I ain't took a vacation about the last five years. She took about six months. <laughs> The struggle is real. That's the life of an interesting woman, ain't it? <laughs> the struggle has been real. <laughs> okay, so Tia, what you been up to? Well, you know, same old, same old. Uh, I got a couple of um, catering orders. I did a party. Um. I'm still continuing to grow my my side business, which is Sugary Sweet Creations and Alluring Elegance. Even though I think I may be taking a slight break from the the um, Sugary Sweet Creation side of things, but other than that, uh, in my maternal life, helping my daughter learn how to drive so she can go ahead and take her behind the wheel test, so we can get her a vehicle, so she can stop using my car as her personal Uber. <laughs> And that's been the mess all in all. But she's been doing pretty good. But I still have some moments where I'm like, <gasps> like today she gave me a scare. I had a whole back spasm. I was like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Pull over. She was like, was that, was that, that noise came from your body? I said, what noise? She said, sound like something like ripped. I said, yeah, pull over. <laughs> pull over. <laughs> So, I mean, other than that, you know, trying to do that work, <laughs> expanding my work, uh, but 
what what can I say? My my professional and career development. I'm trying to expand that a little bit. So I've been applying to you know different positions within the organization that I work for. I won't say no names. <laughs> They frown upon stuff like that, but those people who know me know where I work. <laughs> so, you know, just trying to find some different avenues, grow myself a little bit. But other than that, you know, been kind of trying to chill out, take some time off here and there. Have not yet went on a vacation, even though I'm thinking about doing something this coming weekend. But I got to see if the cars fall in my favor. <laughs> I'll say, well, that's good. That's good. Well, I just wanted to make sure, you know, we got together and, you know, caught everybody up because definitely I think those three weeks was needed because we both was uh, spinning our wheels out. But this has been, I can definitely say, a a positive piece of my week daily for those 10 episodes that we did complete. Like I enjoy when we got our moment together to record like that. That was something that I wanted to always make sure got completed. So it was nice to take a break and really just feel like like I missed it. Like, dang it. <laughs> I'm not right. recording today. Right. Like, oh, dang, I got some stuff I wanted to talk about. <sighs> <laughs> you know, you know, I think, like you said, like, you know, breaks are much needed. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I said I wanted to take a break with um, Sugary Seed Creations because I am trying to expand my career development at work. You know, it takes a lot of time away from my personal passion, which is baking, cooking, event planning. You know, um, I want to take a break because now I feel like because I don't give it as much time as I would like to give it, I'm falling out of love with it. And even though people be like, oh my God, your work is so nice. In my mind, I'd be like, I could do better. I know that can be better. Like, that didn't come out like I wanted it to come yeah, out. Because it feel like you're squeezing it in versus that it's, you yeah, got time you know, like, to do it. Then, man, like, you know, just taking it back, don't want to really, you know, do repeat subjects, but just taking it back to our, our, our second episode, which was the procrastination and loss, you know, dealing with personal struggles and trying to find time for things that you find enjoyment in. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with a loss, like I know for like the last past week, I don't know, you know, now that I'm kind of like talking about it, I could kind of say, maybe it's because this is my mother's birthday month. Yeah. I don't know, but for the past couple of weeks, I've been up and down emotionally, you know, trying to keep it together for myself, not really, you know, reaching out for any kind of help or anything like that. But I think that has hindered me in my personal development, not only my personal development, letting people misguide my mind professionally as well, not to go after things that I want to go after because it make others uncomfortable, you know? So it's like, you know, because I'm already dealing with that battle in my mind, like, you know, trying to deal with my, not having my mom, not dealing with, you know, dealing with not having my brother. And you see people who are interacting with their parents, their siblings, and it triggers something in you. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like this last past couple of weeks have been challenging, but, you know, I was able to make it through a little bit. Um, I can honestly say, even though I want to take a break with Sugary Sweet Creations, it seemed like because in my mind, I'm saying I want to take a break. I was thinking after August, I was going to take a break into January, but then like four different orders have came up 
with the possibility of another one. And it's like you sit there and say, now, do I not take that order? <laughs> you know, when is it? When, when is it time to just put yourself first and just be like, you know what, guys, even though I would love to do that theme, I would love to do that order. I can't right now, you know, you know, trying to trying to find myself professionally, trying to find myself in my personal small business realm and then trying to also, you know, get everything together to purchase a home. So, like, I have a lot of stuff going on and it just feels like sometimes the walls are coming in. I was going to say, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, I was say, go ahead. I was just okay. going to say, I just think um, I, I totally understand because that's the one thing that we share is that we are both always trying to figure out a way to advance and not just advance how just stature, but advance to where we're pleased and actually enjoying what we do. And right. so I think that's like a, I, that's a, a beautiful like thing that we hold, but it also like sometimes makes you feel like like you're not progressing as, as fast as you want to. Right. It's like you it's like, okay, like you said, do I take these jobs? I wanna take a break, but do I take these jobs? When do I when do I say no? And I was just gonna say right. while you were saying that, it reminded me of my uh, thing that I didn't take um, where I work I, there were two positions that came up that would gave me more money a little bit more duties of things to do would it actually change the way that I was paid from hourly to salary and just uh, mm-hmm. expanded my role that's a hard transition from hourly to salary is a hard transition and for me because, oh go ahead talk about that. no I was gonna say you know like when you go from hourly to salary you have to really start buckling down on time management because it ain't no overs yeah you'll be there all all the day <laughs> all of the day and you ain't getting paid no overs yeah. <laughs> so you gotta really manage your money you gotta manage your time very much so pretty because i know one of the positions that i wanted to go for is salary so it's like I, I used to see my manager be at work all freaking day. Like she come in when she be there before I get there and she's leaving out when I leave out. And she has supposed to have been gone like four or five hours prior. So it'd be like, you know, all this time I thought she was getting paid, <laughs> but you're not getting paid. Yeah, because your pay is already written out. Like, that, that is what it is. Then, you know, because depending on the job that you go to, they frown on overs. So then if you start logging that you're doing over your, your actual required time, then the question becomes, why aren't you not managing organizing your time? time? Like you're not managing your time. So then you get questioned. So, you know, like, that is a hard transition, but keep going. Oh, yeah. Two jobs. I don't want to try to take over your conversation. No, 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 because this is actually just in line with just what you were talking about. Like, when do you say no? And what I actually did is I didn't apply for them, even though I was asked, did you apply for one of those jobs? And I was like, no. And then and the question was, why didn't you apply? And my answer was, I'm like, the only thing the job could give me is more money. And right now, right. 
even though I'm making well the initial the initial transition probably wouldn't gave me much difference, but eventually it it would have been a little bit more. But I told them I said, but the way the job is structured, it would take away from what I currently have in my current position, which is freedom to be able to be off when I need to not have to be in like a hierarchy where I have to have somebody else off in order for me to or on for me to be off. And I can just use my time however I need because I'm not competing with anyone for when I need to be off. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I'll get that job. I'll get more duties, get a little bit more money, but I lose the power to utilize my time how I want it. And that's mostly right. when I got kids still in school, the one that who wasn't even finished with high school, but he was still, you know, finishing up. I got two that was in ninth grade, two different schools. So it was like, I need my time to take care of my kids, which helps me structure to do stuff like that, stuff that I enjoy. Once again, trying to figure out how to find that balance of finding what brings me happiness, what brings me joy, how to make time for that and not take on something that, yeah, it's going to give me more money, but then it totally restructures the balance that I've created to find me some personal space to do things that I enjoy. Right. And I agree. I'm like, and you know, sometimes that's a struggle in itself because it's like you want the extra money. Who don't want mm-hmm. extra money? Who don't want to make more? You know, especially living where we live. We stay in the Bay Area and it's very expensive out here. So when you're single and you're dependent on your income and your income alone to make sure that everybody's okay, then you do start thinking about financial freedom. Even though you want flexibility, you like, okay, am I Am I looking for flexibility or do I need financial yeah. stability? You know, and it's a blessing when you find stability and financial security, but sometimes that always don't come hand in hand when you're working for someone no, else. No, not at all. Because when you're working for someone else, your flexibility, especially when you start getting more responsibility, your flexibility goes out the window then that's when you start putting things on the back burner. And for me, because now Ariana is 19, she'll be 20 in February. Now I'm at a point where it's so many different openings that's opening. I want to put my bid in it because like you said, you stayed in your position because it gave you stability. It gave you, it gave you the flexibility to be able to take time off when you needed to, because the pool is bigger. The higher up you go, the pool gets mm-hmm. smaller. And when the pool gets smaller, time strengths come and you can't really make the transition that you really want to make. So it's like now that Ariana is older, I don't have to worry about having to go pick her up, having to go drop her off, making sure somebody is at home. When she's yeah, at yeah. Home, making sure dinner Making sure this, this, and that is done. You know, even though she would love for me to continue to do that type of stuff. Because <laughs> my kid is very much dependent on me. <laughs> but I, it's not a necessity. I'm not stressing out like, oh, my God, I don't have a babysitter. Or, oh, my God, I don't got nobody to go pick her up. So now it opens up. Now I don't have to stay in a position where my seniority is slightly higher. I could get certain days off that I want to get, depending on what shift I go. You know, I could get the weekends off if I wanted them. You know, I could work whatever shift that I want to and get decent days off. You know, and it's been a long time because I've been in my current employment going on 11 years in September. So it's like now 
that Ariana's older, positions are opening up that would have never been opened up five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's open. Like now is the time for you to grab something that you want. You know, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes people look at that in a negative stance where they feel like you don't have direction. And it's not that you don't have direction. It's just that you're thirsty for yeah, something and you different. Finally ha- and I think that's another thing people don't understand. Like I know for me, like I said, I stayed in my current position, which is actually different from what I did for the past 14 years prior to these two and a half that I've been in this current position. But people don't understand that when you stay somewhere, you're staying because it works for your life. And you are finally at the point where you can have options. <laughs> it's like, have you... They don't understand the, that they've probably been able to bounce around and move around and maybe somebody else pick their kids or maybe they don't got kids. Because you know why? <laughs> you know why? Because they old. <laughs> they are old, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I jumped off the porch a little bit too early. You understand what I'm saying? Like, my daughter is 19. I'm only 35. <laughs> so this is my pinnacle. You know, most people, when their kids are hitting 20, 21, they're in their mid to late 40s. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to, because you got a, a whole adult. I'm, on the other hand, is like, you know, my, my biological clock ticked way too early. <laughs> <laughs> it ticked way too early. And, you know, unfortunately, because I am a teen mother and I'm an early teen mother, which means I had my daughter when I was 16. So you have to imagine because pregnancy is what, 10 months. So I lost my virginity. We will be politically correct. And, you know, mama, I'm sorry. But at 15, <laughs> you ain't by yourself, dog. You, you ain't know, by yourself. You know, 15, <laughs> I lost my, I'm, I'm going to stay 15 because we're going to be politically correct. <laughs> So when we say, did you miss your whole phase? No, I didn't. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm joking because even back then I wasn't really, I was with one person from the time that I was 15. Well, I was with him when I was 14, but I was with the same person from when I was 14 all the way up until I was like 17, 18. Cause we kind of broke up after Ariana was born, you know, dudes going to be dudes and you know, we're not in there because I ain't going to throw no daggers <laughs> you know because we all <laughs> it's been almost 20 years <laughs> but you know like we broke up like shortly after Ariana was born even though we kind of went back and forth for about a year or two but for the most part we was over so you know like I didn't jump off the porch and do what a lot of other people do and they go I, I, I've met I, I remember I went to school with a girl who <laughs> had like three four kids and they all had different daddies. And it was like, girl, you only in 11th grade. Like, Jesus. I don't want to do this no more. She was only in 11th grade. I, I kid you not. I'm pregnant in Oakland High. And she was only in it. I was in the 10th. She was in the 11th. And I'm like, she had four kids. Because they had that, what they call the CTAP program. Oh, we had that and what happens too. is, if you was a teen, if you was a teen parent, one period of your 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 um class, you had to go watch other people's children. So I had to have a conversation with my mama. Like I know you said that I'm gonna have to figure this out on my own because I was fast and went out there and had a baby. But I'm gonna need Ariana to stay with you while I'm at school because I'm not taking this period. I don't want to watch nobody else's children. 
you know, like I had to plead with my mama, like, come on, please. I don't want I don't want to have to have that period. Cause if your kid came with you, you had to have that as a period. Which is a nice thing to have, you know, like when you're a teen parent. But I was like, I wasn't prepared to be taking care of nobody else's children. Because I was barely prepared to take care of mine. But I know when I was pregnant with Ariana, I was embarrassed my whole pregnancy. You know, like I did not want to sit in that class. I did not want people to look at me in my belly. You know what I'm saying? I came home and I kind of went underneath the cover. I didn't come out until it was time for me to go back to school. So for you to have four kids and they all got different daddies. But we look at the girl like, oh, my gosh, you got four kids and y'all got different daddies. But can we can we talk about these little boys? <laughs> like, y'all just popping babies out to them, your kids, too. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, I, I jumped off the porch pretty early. So my thing is now that Ariana is older, it kind of worked out for me because I only have one kid. So now that she's older... I'm able to be a little bit more flexible with my career aspirations. So like when certain details come up where you got to be away for like a week or two, I could do that. Like when things come up, you know, where I can be a little bit more time demanding with my own schedule, I can do that and I feel bad. And people don't understand that because like I said, most people that's in this, this stage in life that want to transition to management, who wants to transition to other aspects of their, their current profession, they're older. But I'm I'm like, I don't want to be 40, 50 years old trying to enter <laughs> management, trying to enter um, district management, trying to, you know, like fulfill certain things. Like, I feel like because I'm I'm still young, I need to do this this while I'm young. So when I get older, I can relax. Yeah, I'm saying and you got the time now to do it. Like, there's no reason right. to. You you have like you said you're not worried about daycare you're not worried about babysitter you're not you're not worried about nothing because she's a well able adult that she can actually care and take care of herself. Right. So it's like these this is the time you have the opportunity. So yeah, you do. So then it's like now that you have the the situation where you now you're dealing with an older child. You can make those kind of decisions. You can make those plans for yourself to try to better your your career aspect to get more money. Because that's kind of the name of the game, especially nowadays that we're in a situation where we're trying to find ourselves. We're trying to figure out businesses. We want to we want to figure out we want to pursue higher paying positions at your current job. Like this is a time where you want to sit there and say, okay, do I do I put myself on a back burner? Or do I go after what I really want? So I had to have that conversation with myself today, you know, because somebody told me that, you know, I'm being too ambitious with going going to apply for so many different jobs, you know, because it gives off the impression that you're not focused, that you don't know what you want. I said, even though I may not know what position I want, I know don't what want. I do you know want. You don't and want. It's off of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want... I want something different. You know, I've been doing the same thing for 10, 11 years. Now I want to transition into something different. You know, people don't understand that, you know, especially, you know, coming from where I'm coming from, like I never was given anything. Everything that I got, I had to work hella hard for. You know, nobody gave me nothing, you know, and, and I've been blessed to to be in the same job for so long. And even though I know I have a lot of people who hate where we work, but me personally, I'd be like, I've been employed for 11 years. 
I, you know, other than, you know, certain hiccups, I ain't never had to worry about my pay. I ain't never had to worry about when my check is coming. It has given me gainful employment, and I'm thankful for that. But now it's time to escalate. Now it's time to elevate yourself. So I I guess, you know, even though, you know, we try to keep these episodes down to, what, 30 minutes, and we're approaching, we kind of getting close to the 25-minute mark. So I just wanted to kind of touch on some stuff that um, you said you wanted to talk about in this episode, which we kind of went overboard with all this professional. No, this is the episode. (laughs) (laughs) But but this kind of transition to something that you had brung up earlier, you know, so I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going to go with this because you have single mother trying to find her way in employment, trying to make sure that she's making the maximum dollar that she can make and be there for her kids. Where does she find the time to date? Where does she find the patience to give her time? Is it possible for Miss Independent Define a man. You know what? I mean that. Those are good questions. <laughs> and and that high, you know, because sometimes, and I look at this show called Married at First Sight. So this particular season, they have a female on there who have not dated in ten years. She has not dated. She's been going to school. She went back to school, got her master's and her PhD. You know, she's traveled abroad, you know, and now what people sort of realize, they look at that and say, 10 years, wow, that's a long time not to have dated, right? But I look at that and I say, sometimes I look up and it's New Year's and the next thing you know, we having summertime. 12 months I, is a man, short time, I just, even though 10 years is long. But I just said, I just recapped the last six months of my own life and six months people be like, that's a long time. Six months is not a long time. It's not. It's not a long time. That's a short time. Thing. I'm like, think about it. I'm like, we was just in June. People was just, you know, congratulations, ki- congratulating kids for graduating high school. And here we go about to enter a whole new school kids, year. You ready to go off to college. Those same kids. You congratulated. Going off to college. <laughs> Going, going back to high school, going back to elementary school, time ticks and time wait for nobody. So in this particular situation, she's ten, she's ten years strong of not being being with you know in a relationship, but she's very much so well educated. She has an excellent paying job. She owns her own home. She don't need nobody for anything. But now she's finding it hard to accept certain things that you would get from a significant other, like her her new husband. Because even though you know the the like I said the the show is called Married at First Sight. Um, if you ever you know like mushy shows like that, it's pretty good, you know. And I think it comes on um, TLC. Yeah, and the gist of the show is that these people are kind of like. Uh, Kind of like if you made a Tinder, if you do a Tinder or a Match.com profile, they do an extreme version of a profile match and match you up with somebody who they believe on paper matches so well that it should translate into a life together. Now, I've watched plenty of seasons of this because I want to say I think this is in like season eight. 
But this particular, I think she touches me a little bit because it's I'm I'm in a similar realm. Even though I've had people, I've you know had a little fun with here and there. <laughs> I haven't been in a relationship yeah. in a while. But like certain things that she's struggling with, like the, her her matched husband, he compliments her all the time. Every 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 time you you see them, he he's telling her she's beautiful. Oh, you look good today. Oh, you doing this? And you would think like simple compliments like that, the average woman will relish it and love it. You know, like he he's feeling me, he's looking at me, and he desires me, but it scares the shit out of her. Because she don't know how to accept that. She don't know how to, even though she likes the compliments, she don't know how to, she, cause she's, cause she hasn't been in a relationship for 10 years. So she's not used to the spotlight being on her. I can only imagine. Cause actually, wow. Before I even finished that. So what you were talking about, what we were talking about earlier was topics. And so I was talking about the topics of the stigma of the strong black woman what you said is Miss Independent Wifey material. And so it's like, you got somebody who been Miss Independent. I don't know if this lady is black because I don't watch the show. She's uh, black. Oh, well, She's black. Okay, She's well, black. now that I know. So you got the strong black woman who's been holding down for herself. That's why I said, you know, she rings, she rings the bell. Like, it just came to me when I was talking about it. Like, but it's like, this is who we talking about. But it's like, she's doing all these things and I'm pretty sure it probably scares her because you, when you're doing all this career advancement and you're so focused on yourself, when you usually get those compliments, it's coming from a whack place anyway. Like, you're like, boy, bye. Right. Like, I don't got time. The person approaching me ain't even up on the level that I'm trying to be on or get to. And so now I'm pretty right. sure for her, after 10 years of shooting down probably all kind of bozos and probably with some good ones up in there, but that right. just wasn't her focus. I'm not focused on that, and I ain't I'm right. shooting them down. So now you put yourself in a position <laughs> where you got somebody who every day is now doing that. He's, but you, he's telling you, you but it didn't get like before you go to sleep when you wake up. And now you like, oh my god, up to that point though. So now it's like you just in it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because you know, because you only got six weeks to make <laughs> yeah. this happen. You got six, eight weeks to make this happen, and you got to show him that you do desire him, but you just don't know how to show it. It's been a minute, you know. And I think, you know, like I think I'm gonna continue to watch this show because it. I think for her, I identify with her. Like, and I've watched this show season after season, and there's not many people I identify yeah. with, you know. And then I'm like, for the average person listening to her would be like, oh my gosh, she's selfish. Oh, black women. Oh, she's complaining about him uh, giving her compliments. You know, like, I understand why people would say it, but you have to really think about it. You know, this is a person who is probably an introvert. Because if you ain't been in a... I don't give a shit how extrovert you are. You could go out and laugh and joke and, 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 and party with the best of them. But when it comes to intimacy... When it comes to intimacy and sharing that space with the significant other, then you have to go into the notion of how do this person accept me? How do I make him feel like he's wanted, even though I don't need this? You know, and it's like now you have a situation where she got all the spotlights on her. She has not had that in a while. So now she has to work herself up into it. She got to she got to start 
getting used to him saying that and feeling his genuine his genuine side because you don't know you know this this person is potentially a stranger you don't know if he's just saying this so he can get in your pants so I understand where she's coming from you know it's like me personally, I know me, like I can sit there and talk with people. And if you was to sit there and, and kept giving me compliment after compliment, I can accept them. But it would make me start feeling a little bit antsy, like, okay, got it. Thank you. Can we move on? <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> you know, I get the and it and I'm pretty sure she's scared. But because you have that strong black woman stigma, you have all this education, good job, you travel, you have your own house, you come from a good family, you can't be vulnerable. Yeah. You can't show the world you're scared. Because you're not allowed to. And people don't understand that a lot of black women struggle with that. Because when you show people you weak, and I, I've never understood that by some black men, I won't say all, I, I will only say some, is how do you tell a person who, a black woman, who deals with a man who don't really have much, right? But she's trying her best to help him out. And she's trying to uplift him. She's trying to be his backbone. She's giving him money. She's, she's helping, he, she's trying to help whatever way she can help. And you'll look at her and say, oh, you fuck with them bums. But if she sit there and say that she don't mess with people who is not at least on the level that she's on, now she's stuck up. Is it? It's a. Uh, I don't. Get, we don't. It's the never-ending cycle of why can't black women strive for better? Why do we always have to be challenged with the oh you got to hold me down when I ain't got nothing? You know, I don't think you gotta deal with my. I don't shit. think we have to. Before you can get to sunshine, I don't think we have to. But I definitely think uh, taking part in filling that role because it's been like it's 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 just been going on for so long because of the black man struggle, the black woman struggle, like our lineage is a struggle. But it's like we don't have to be in those struggles. I'm not saying we have to deal with that. I'm just saying, like, but I'm saying, I think it, it happens like psychologically. Like, we have been it's almost trained like to black do it. women don't deserve love unless they had to struggle to get there. And don't get me wrong, I feel like, you know, you're not going to always meet somebody that's as equally yoked as you. And that goes both ways. You may not be equally as yoked as the person who you wind up being with. It could go both ways. But I feel like, all other races breed their children to date up. You know, they don't tell they they kids that you gotta you gotta hold him down and you gotta you gonna have to go through 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 the the the, the hard times. You know, like people don't preach people preach struggle to us like that's a part of our life. Like that has you know, to be a part I saw, of life. So I saw something today. You know, from your favorite. Um, Female motivators. Oh Lord, don't, <laughs> don't, don't tell me it's Mr. Motivator. But Mr. Jackson, <laughs> that is not you. Miss Jackson on this podcast. <laughs> but this was good because it's perfect to what you're saying. It's perfect to what you're saying. So there was a lady. <laughs> I mean, perfect. And I was like, she must be listening to her favorite motivator because this is like perfect. I did not. I swear, I ain't seen. I, I 
think I think because I don't listen to the videos no more. And don't get me wrong, I used to like him in the beginning, but I just kind of feel like he even got to the point where he tell women what they want to hear. You know, you know, he ain't, you know, like, but it's not even he got just a good him. point. But it's not even just him. I feel like all these men uh, who are out Mr. here is Mister. I forget his name, but I'm like he gets on my nerves too when he put that video on. It's about ten of them that's yeah. out here Instagram, telling Instagram motivational speakers. But only selling women. They ain't telling men nothing. Yeah. They how, nothing. how can you tell You're a woman right. and you don't even you don't deal with their emotions? You can't tell me. Nah. But women nah. listen, and then women, you women would rather listen to them. So. <laughs> The killer part is about they set they they spending money to listen to yeah. them though. I looked at some of them tickets. These niggas is costing more. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say nigga, but these dudes is charging like they Kevin Hart at the Madison Square Garden. They charging you, and then they selling these motivational T-shirts at these events, and it's be like, don't put that on books. But anyway, let me let's get back to what. uh what he said, because this is perfect to what you're saying. So there was a recording of a lady who basically just said what you said about why all these women talking about they want a man who got to have a, a car and a house and the money to take care of them while y'all out here and y'all ain't got y'all stuff together. How you think you're going to get a man and you ain't got to be part of his struggle, blah, blah, blah. So that's what the woman was saying. And so what he said, which I, he was like, I agree. That if you ain't got your stuff, you can't be asking nobody to have stuff. No, you but can't. what he was saying, which is what I totally agree with, and which is how things should be, but they're not. He was saying women who do have their stuff together do have the option to say no if you don't got the basic necessities, then I ain't dealing with that. I'm not asking you that you have to have your a house and a Jaguar, but you should have somewhere to live. You should have yeah. a car if you're an adult. You should have a job. You should have these things when I meet you. Like you said, if you're not equally yoked, something is going to fall off. So people will, maybe you can settle for somebody who's not equally yoked. Maybe they're not at their height of their career. But if they have the basics, that's different from having somebody who and don't got nothing. But if you're 34, 35, and you're still trying to take off this rap career, yeah. I'm going to need you to slide in somebody else's DM. It's like, no, if you don't got the basic necessities, then no, we ain't gonna work. No, you're not using my car. If you had a car and your car broke down, baby, can I use your car? Yes, you can use my car because I know you're working on getting another car. But if you ain't never had no car and you come in trying to borrow, no, I'm not, no, I'm not dealing with nobody who needs to borrow my car. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, Jody. Nah, Jody. Go home to no, your man. Because you I ain't your be a hobo sexual <laughs> at my house and try to come over here, eat dinner every night, and spend the night. No, you cannot. Right. Like being nice in the wintertime because it's cold out there. <laughs> Want to cook me dinner? This is my house. I cook my own dinner. <laughs> right. Oh, do you want to cook me dinner with my own groceries, though? No, no. bro. No. No. You better come over here like Eddie Murphy with your own groceries. Yeah, no, so I think it's perfectly fine what you're saying. That we should not be trying to teach the struggle. I'm sure the hell ain't teaching my kids that my boy or my daughter. Nah. No. 
Nah, you got you got to learn how to be self-sufficient. And I, I, I would never sit there and tell my daughter that you have to settle for somebody who don't have nothing, who don't want nothing. But, oh, he may have a glimmer at the end of the tunnel, but you're supposed to put yourself through hell just to get heaven. And the thing is, most of these men, they take these, they drag these women down with them. And then when they make it, they get a little bit more. And now they want something different. Now I've been sitting up here, and then that's where the bitter black woman come from. Because I've been sitting up here dealing with all this crap for years. So now you have to really sit there and say, what's age appropriate? If I'm 35, you should have some, some, some assets. You know, you should have your own place. You should have your own car. You should have a job that you've been on for at least two to three years. You have to have the basics. Because at some point, you got... You have to have the basics. Huh? A man, for yeah, me, you, have- you have to have the basics. You have to have your own place. If you don't drive no car, then that's fine. Just don't start asking to borrow mine when you come around me with a car. Keep doing whatever you was doing. Right. Catching a bus. Catching it like... If you car driver, I actually know a guy who don't drive. He take Uber everywhere. Okay, right. cool. That's what you do. I met you knowing that you do that. But I know you got your own place. I know you got a steady job that you've been right. on for a long time and you choose not to have a car. That's fine. Right. It's like if you don't You're got right. the basics together, no. I'm sorry. It's a no. Because if the shoe's on the other foot, do you really want a woman who ain't got her own stuff? But a lot of who's depending men, on men say they don't want that. And I won't it ain't an umbrella with all men. But a lot of men have a woman around them just like that. They're like, oh, I want a woman who do this, who do that. Then when you meet the woman who they with, they ain't got, usually halfway don't got no education. They know how to put on makeup and dress up. But other than that, they don't do nothing else. They not as ambitious. But let's be honest. But look, let's be honest. They say they want that. But how many men that you, you know who have that? I'm not saying all of them, but how many men you know who have that who don't step out? Oh, yeah, no. That shit get off. <laughs> well, see, that's how that see, shit get that's off. How you get the one who has no and drive, all it takes, nothing. All it takes is for you to have that one real conversation with a female that's doing her shit for you to be like, damn. Like, now you're going to start looking at the woman that you have. Like, <laughs> you ain't got shit to give me. Very true. And then, but that's what I'm saying. But that's who and they that's step a- out on. And that person who's been right. treated under whatever they're given, whatever the money, then they'll just tolerate. Which means right. that woman, we that woman, we that woman who you're going to have a good conversation with about sports, about education, about work. We those women. So you get this raggedy individual who got somebody at home. <laughs> Ragged But he got Look, somebody at rag-lash. home. Who is doing whatever beck and call because he's footing her bill. He's talking to a woman who's foot her own bill and he gets inspired. But he only wants to borrow that woman time because the other woman who he pays for, she's willing to accept it. So it leaves the woman who's educated, working, great to talk to, halfway always being fooled by somebody who wants to be inspired Yet, why would they be when they got somebody who, if you willing to jump on a train, you can be number two, three, or four? Because I already got one. Right. And who does that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm 
like in 2019, I'm telling you, I've never heard so many black women talk about polygamy as if that's the that's the goal now. Like, I wouldn't mind doing that if she got her own job. I ain't sharing dick. Sorry. That's a negative. Sorry. I'm not I'm not intentionally doing that. Now, if if we inadvertently share this dick, that may be one thing because I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't need I don't we need, need, I don't need a third man. income that bad. What is happening? Like I don't need a third income that bad. I'll go get another job. <laughs> I'm like I'm a woman of many trades and tricks and talents. I can get another job. We we gonna post up this new business idea, but we don't need a third income that bad. That we about to go and have a whole another woman in our house, and you think that that's okay? Now. If you want to do two husbands, I may can get jiggy with that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I probably can get with that. I give that a little bit. But at the end of the day, a man can sit there and, and tell a woman, "Oh, you know, you should get down with this polygamy life." But you tell if you if you flip the script on him, would he be would he be that accepting? Hell no! Nah. Don't nobody want that. It's just trifle. It's just it's, it just seems like. The shortage of good men has gotten so short that women have grown accustomed to settling for less. Anytime that you're in a relationship and you address yourself as you the main bitch, you have already accepted his side piece. And I let that sink in. Because anytime you have to put a title on yourself, I'm his main bitch. Then you guess what? You just accept his side, bitch. So don't be mad. Oh, I'm number one. If you gotta tell a person that you're number one, then you know it's a number two somewhere. And women have grown accustomed to that. The the era of the side bitch, side nigga has grown so large and so accepting that women don't even look, women ain't even looking to be nobody's main piece. They just want somebody to have fun with and go spend money on them. Don't nobody really want to look for something that's solid, something that is is driven by emotion. People want something that's for the right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. He can have a woman. He can have this. She can have a man. She can have a husband. And people just want to violate other people's shit. And it's like, because there's a shortage out there of good men, good women, it's turning everybody crazy. I was just getting ready to say, because you was like... I was, gonna, I was just getting ready to say when you said people want to violate other people's things. I think people just want something so bad. They want something so bad that I mean, I've I've been there before where maybe I didn't want something so bad, but I was like, I'm just gonna borrow this little piece when I need it. Just a little bit, right? <laughs> and then you, you know, like and I, I'm pretty sure at some point. People, people have done it. If you live life, especially once you get into the phase, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you from experience, it's like once you've gotten hurt and so, once you've gotten hurt so many times, you become numb to certain shit, and then you talk yourself into believing that what you're doing is by your own making. You know, like oh, this is what I want. In reality, if you are a solid individual, you are a responsible adult, don't nobody want to go from bed to bed, from post to post, Borrowing. sleeping with God knows who. Everybody, somebody wants 
that one and only, that one person that I could spend this time with, that one person that I could lay down with, that one person I could be affectionate with. And that's that's the ultimate goal for a, a responsible yes, adult. Yes. If you still if you still in your thirties, if you still in your thirties and you just interested in going from pillow to post, sleeping with whoever will give you some, then you really haven't grown up. You have not done you 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 haven't done the work to be somebody's one and only. If that's what you're still thinking of, you over 35, I'm going to say over 30. If you get to 30 and you still in those playboy phases, I I, I was talking to this dude and he well in his 40s. Oh, God. We don't want to talk about the 40 because I definitely know. Oh, my God. 40s is like the the 42-year-old teenage. (laughs) It'd be like, you are too old. Too old to be playing these games, bro. You know what I'm saying? When Al Green is on your playlist, you're a little bit too old to be playing these games, Girl, like bro. that meme said, you better stop messing around with these little girls and find you somebody who know the signs of stroke at your age. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why you over here? You thinking you doing a nay-nay you having a stroke. <laughs> that, that, that left out and got droopy. Hey, hey, let me... Come here. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But they out here. That is like true. Oh hey, he got, he got those dark spots, baby. Some wrong with your kidneys. <laughs> Something is shutting down on you. You're getting purple. <laughs> Girl. And you y'all you trying to be out here finding somebody in their twenties. They don't know what's going on with you. It's all right, baby. Right. You know, it ain't, girl. He getting ready to lose his foot. Like thinking CPR mean cash, please, sir. I bet you need help. Coach pursue. Look call people's names. I'm like, they think, they think CPR is just another acronym on Instagram. I'm like, baby, you better get somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm just like it just gets to the point where you know you just you gotta kinda get to that that point where you kinda gotta put caution to the side and kinda you know give love a try, I guess. But it's definitely a scary realm to get but I into. I think it, it really know? comes, like you said, with maturity, understanding, and definitely, you know, I'm own personal experience that I've experienced in these last this last half of the year. It's like really understanding yourself, understanding things that maybe you didn't do your best on. You know, you did wrong and you had to change. And that makes a big difference in how the things you're going to sign up for. It's like, okay, I might have signed up for that, you know, some time ago. But now that I've really done the work and go like, that's not what I want. Really being able to call something out, like when you see it, like, no, that's not what I want. Kind of going back to that lady who didn't have a relationship for 10 years. She's now in a position where she has to accept stuff that she didn't let gradually happen, but it's happening and right. it's actually kind of normal, but it's not her natural thing. Right. So it's like, no, she has a guard up to go like, wait, what is this? And her body is going through checks like, okay, oh, this is my husband. Okay, I guess this is supposed to be kind of normal. So like she's doing that on a daily right. basis, trying to, trying to normalize that. And so when you do the work, right. you can immediately from going from okay I know he doing this but I'm just trying to get my peace to 
No, I'm not dealing with that. You could do that, but I'm not dealing with that. Sometimes it's it's warranted, you know. People are human. You know, you're going to have sexual desires. You're going to want to go out there and get you some. But I tell you, it's a shortage of good dick in the Bay Area. (laughs) I'm just saying, maybe it's, I don't know where y'all hang out. Like, fellas, if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) leave a message. Let me know where the where are y'all hiding at? Like where where oh, can girl, you but find you? Know you, at? you can't go by that. You got I don't know how you're gonna get the right information because you know you got a lot of fellas who somebody already told that they doing the right thing and they ain't doing the right thing. They not. They just the Man, game well, has been you, sold and not told. It's been sold. Look, and I'm gonna tell you this. Well, I'm gonna tell you where whether or not you know you for me or not. If you go to the bathroom, you're going to take a piss and you go hold your dick and your dick disappear. I don't give a shit how, how much she said it ain't about the size, it's the motion in the ocean. I know better. You can, you can, you can give me some whack dick that got size on it because I can, I can show you what to do. You can't make shit grow. I ain't Jesus. I can't turn water into wine. I want to tell you. So we have 52 minutes. We clearly missed talking. Hey, I said this definitely got to be a part one, two, Girl, and three. This is going to be uh, the episode we release. <laughs> I'm not doing no splitting. This is what it is. But I'm just laughing at the progression of starting <laughs> off in the beginning, trying to get together and where we at now. <laughs> hey, hey. But isn't that the reason why we got this podcast? Because this is how all our conversations. <laughs> I'm surprised we wasn't crying in the beginning because when you called me earlier today, I was lightweight in my depression phase. I, I heard you. Like, I was like, yeah, now I'm going to call back. I'm like, we can do it next weekend. We don't have to. <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> We tried, we tried calling. I had the hey, hello, the hi, hello, hey, damn. And it didn't work because Rose wasn't connected. We had to go and make some old dummy account so we would be able to do this three-way call because that's dedication. But that's what happens when one person is up and the other person is down. You got to even each other out, you know, and I think that's kind of what makes this podcast unique because it was times even in our last season where you didn't really have much to say. You didn't really want to say certain things. And then it's like, okay, well, we're going to talk about this. And then it turns into that. <laughs> one of our biggest, one of our biggest freaking episodes last season was based on a joke <laughs> that was said in private that we had to bring up. And, and that wasn't even what we was planning on talking about. You know, uh, what was it? Finding a dick yeah. to first? What was that? You know, so it's like, you know, that kind of what makes a unique team, you know, it's a dynamic to to what we're doing. It's a method to this madness, you know. It's like one person don't feel as well. Another person may be a little bit more up and then, okay, well, you're going to have to do it. This is what we're doing. I'm about to call you. Okay, now I got to get up. You know, I had to tell Ariana, like, hey, can you turn down your music? Because I'm about to be recording for a little while. <laughs> I told her 20 minutes. I know she's probably in there like, hello. She didn't came and peeked her head out the door a couple of times. Like, okay, are you still in here talking? What the hell you mean, a dick deferred? What is that? 
<laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 worry about that stuff. But yeah, no, I'm telling. <laughs> I mean that that is this is. I want y'all to know anybody who listens to this. If you get this far, Lord, please let somebody get this far. But <laughs> <laughs> like, even if you don't get this far one day, do it in two parts. Yeah, come but back. get the whole episode. Come back. But like, this is our friendship. <laughs> we don't give you three days before we give you a fat cat combo section. Yeah, look, <laughs> we don't let people know. So take, take it in parts. Take it in parts so you can get through the whole thing. But this is our because it starts off a little slow and ambitious. Like, this is our friendship on display. Like this is the craziest thing that we can really just give to y'all because this is seriously how we are on this podcast, <laughs> off this podcast on Tuesday randomly, like Wednesday. <laughs> this is like the beautiful Yo, thing about our outside. friendship, and and it makes this podcast special, girl. Anywhere, <laughs> anyway, anybody can get it. <laughs> it's organized. I mean, unorganized, beautiful chaos. That is definitely what it is. That's definitely what it is. And you know, it takes it takes a lot. You know, it takes. I guess it don't take a lot to get the conversations going. It takes a lot to get me and her in one place. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely takes time. Now, mind you, I'm the easy one, cause you know I be one, I be in two, one of two places. Rose is all over the world. Yeah, I did. I look. So, I did a lot today. I went to work. I got off, dropped something off in East Oakland, drove home, cooked, went to the gym. Rose, Rose be all over the world. You call Rose one minute and she in one city, the next minute she in three other cities away from you. You be like, where the hell is you at now? <laughs> so you be having to catch. You know, Rose, she be having so many things going on. Rosa had three, four day parties she had to go to. Yeah, a birthday party. Her little cousin's Ken Sienna. <laughs> <laughs> so he be like, trying to catch up. He be like, you know, just call me. <laughs> yeah, just call me when you're ready. I'll be up. Same place, same time. <laughs> so that was one of our struggles last season. I think we've came up with a way to alleviate that from us, you know. Um, so it will be a different structure for this this coming season. Um, we hope everybody like it. I think it'll work a little bit better than what we've been doing because you get to hear more raw conversation from us and it's not necessarily subject driven. So, you know, we're gonna we definitely gonna touch in on some current events and we're definitely gonna touch in on some things that's trending. But we also want to give our own unique personality with it. And I think that's one of the things that it was missing last season is that you got a lot of structured, the structured note. combo. Yeah, it was way too structured. And that's why Fat Cat, I think it's that's why Fat Cat it was like the loving portion because we was just free cut loose. It was yeah. raw. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was raw. And even though we ain't gonna get as raw in the 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 regular episodes, we're gonna save a lot of that grit for our fat cat combos because we can't do away with the fat cat combo segment. But we do wanna showcase our personalities, our humor, you know, some of the natural things that we say, you know, we censored a lot in that in that in that last season. 
we're not going to get so raw and so uncut, but we are going to take some of those sensors off, you know, just so you guys get a better outlook of what we do on a daily basis. This is, this is T and Rose 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and you know what? On that note, I'm not even going to do no credits. We just going to close this out. And I'm going to say, and right. Queen, Queen Square is out. Out. <laughs> Still couldn't get it on our own beat. It's okay. The next episode we can be together. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs>